0: And it says we are live tonight, guys. It is time for some fireside freedom, some awesome chats with some awesome people. And tonight's topic is going to be amazing, to say the least. It is going to be enlightening. Uh, I can't think of any other light puns. I'm drawing a blank. I'm not good at this live Seriously
1: bright topic. Yeah, Seriously
0: bright topic. Um, (laughs) We are going to shine some light on the future and some endeavors. We're going to light so, up your life. There It'll we go. Watch <laughs> if you haven't noticed, tonight's topic is let's talk about solar. And we have people, I think, from all different types of solar. Not every system is the same. And I think it's going to be a good uh, base kind of episode because there is so much to this subject. There's no way we're going to get this covered in an hour, even an hour and a half. And there's so many variables to everybody's situation. That's why I love having a group of people that have done all different things for different reasons when it comes to solar. And I just think it's going to be amazing. So tonight we have Nate from Two Chicks Homestead. We have Toolman Tim. I'm not even trying to point. I'll get it all wrong. Uh, And we have Brian from The Lots Project. Um, So let's start out with an easier question. What are you drinking and what is one thing you got done in the last week to move your life forward? Bourbon. Uh, Nate. Bourbon. Nice. It's
2: uh King's uh what is it? King Snake King Snake from uh Tennessee Legends. We got that when we were down in uh Tennessee last year. And then the one thing I got done this week, let's see, like well, We played a little bit of ham radio this weekend, so I guess I'll drink to that. So here goes the drink.
0: 30 seconds in and he's got it done. All right, Brian, uh, what are you drinking down there? And what you get done this week? You're a busy man.
3: Oh, I'm drinking water and uh, some bedtime tea. I'm all excited tonight. Uh, What did I get done this week? I uh, suffered through the Kofu. That's probably why I got some bedtime tea tonight um, and I got some videos age restricted on YouTube and uh, uh, yeah, just working on getting this house sold.
1: I could say Brian really took a step forward this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. There it is. This kind of stuff really gives me a charge. I'm telling you. So um, yeah, I am drinking uh, as of right now, maker's mark uh, because that, tends to be what I always have on hand. And uh yeah, it's tasty. And what did do? Oh, I got my uh wicking bed finally completed. I got raspberries, blueberries, uh, rhubarb and comfrey all planted in it. So, it's a big step for me. I've been dicking around with that for a while.
0: Awesome, awesome. And I yeah, I'm way behind. I got some like basic white dude bud light stuff going on.
3: You got the same thing I do, water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i got this cool can though it's a uh, death raptor so i'm gonna try that here in a bit so if you see some cringing on the face it's from all the hops uh, and this week uh, i got a chicken water or a quail water with the little cups installed for the quail and uh yeah i got that installed and put up and it leaks everywhere so i'll be taking it apart and putting it back i didn't glue i don't glue i, I dry fit everything or in this case wet fit i guess so you use uh, pvc it, piping yeah. PVC pipe uh, into the little used, and they, they peck at them.
3: Yeah, I just used uh the quarter inch tubing out of a okay. five gallon five gallon bucket, used a valve stem, took the core out of it, put it through the bucket, and then put the quarter inch tubing on, ran them down and used uh they had they sell ones that have um barb fittings on them, and then you just run t's and, and drops down to each one.
0: Okay, yeah, so the ones I got have like the little ts, and then you screw them in. I mean, oh, it, don't, yeah, it, like like the it doesn't take that much, and literally, I just I set it up in about thirty minutes. So I knew I was going to have to go back and mess with it, but I don't like I don't like gluing anything because I have commitment issues. So if I can get like even my aquaponic side on the pump side, I never had anything glued, and if it came apart, I would literally take some wire and hook it around like the elbow and connect to the other part to, and it worked. I mean, I did, it just ran that way for years, so. You can but put Teflon, happens, you you can can put teflon
3: tape around it and jam it in there. That'll hold it tighter than dry fitting it. And then you can still get it apart if you gotta.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've been doing it for years and it's worked for the most part. So, hey, but it's fun when that does blow apart and it just shoots. Yeah. Good times. I'm not to code. I'm not to code That's well. And this, that's going to be a note for this episode. Here's a heavy disclaimer. This is for educational and entertainment, or entertainment purposes only. Uh, what you do is what you're on. Don't ever do anything you're not comfortable with. That's definitely a big rule. If you're not comfortable with electricity, don't go messing around with it. Because it can get yourself hurt and killed. So that's a, like a serious note. Just keep that in mind. Listen to what we say and what we've done. But always do your own research. And when in doubt, call an electrician. Does that that sound like a good disclaimer, guys? Everybody kind of agree with that?
1: It does. I got a backfeeding video that I put that same disclaimer on, and I still get people
0: all the time saying, you're
1: going to kill people, women and children. So not everybody pays attention, but you did it. So
0: For for me, the big thing is this is for having the knowledge of how the things work because when crap does hit the fan or something breaks, and if there isn't the resources around to get stuff done – you're going to have to do it yourself, and when you know how to do it and how things work, you have that ability. So that's my big that's my big thing with it. All right, let's start this off. i got a really good question that kind of falls straight in line with what we just said, and this is going to go to the, the Tim, and then we'll go counterclockwise. Where did you go to school to learn solar?
1: Well, I had a really, really good professor. His name was Chicken Hawk. Um, I actually had him on my show. He was the guy that really got me interested in – got me bit by the solar bug Could kind of say i got sunburnt, maybe and uh oh boy i'll stop now but yeah definitely there i was always interested but first off honestly having you on the show helped me a lot and then just youtube university which i'm sure i just stole everybody's answer but that's how you do it
3: brian oh sorry <laughs> sorry i was uh thinking for a second um i uh i mean a lot of electrical stuff i've just picked up over the years um through work and trades and stuff like that Uh, i've done a lot of maintenance i've learned a lot of stuff over the years like i had a job where i was um like a uh, non-licensed low-voltage and high-voltage electrician, so I could work under a journeyman while I was at work. So I learned a lot of stuff doing that. So I'm really comfortable with electricity. I know how to test everything. I know how to make sure it's safe. Um, I know the concepts behind it, so that was easy. And then when I wanted to design the system for my trailer, um, I actually found somebody in the pirate chain community that was a... uh, He designs and installs municipal systems, like huge systems, big systems, um, and then home solar, but he doesn't do any RV stuff. So like, it was just kind of a favor because of pirate, which was cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, he helped me design it. So he educated me a ton on different concepts in solar that are a little different than, um, than in conventional, like in house and, uh, in, business and stuff like that so yeah that was kind of my education well that works
2: yeah mine was uh i i do a lot of low voltage stuff at work so it was i knew kind of how to wire systems up by looking at it and it was just a matter of getting uh, um, get getting the panel here and kind of playing with it because my system's only twelve, you know, a twelve volt system and it's enough to run a twelve volt inverter and that's really it.
0: Awesome, awesome. And uh mine was uh just started out playing playing with it, honestly. Uh did a little bit of research, you know, I knew about the inverters for cars and stuff and got the Harbor Freight system and built and played and played with that and just I built it to learn and then I just more and more YouTube and then it got bigger system and then a bigger system and then more power. And, you know, it was just that vicious cycle. It's, it's, I, I can seriously say I, there's not a lot of things out there I enjoy and have fun with doing. But I guess my aquaponics, water flow, and then electricity flow is definitely one of those things that just, it's, it's cool and it's fun. So, but yeah, definitely YouTube. And then, uh, I actually read some books. It was, for me, that's amazing. So You, thought that was you seem neat.
3: like such a happy guy not to have a bunch of stuff you like to do and enjoy. Uh, we won't go into that,
0: but I'm really good at hiding emotions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I never see Hawkins light up as much as when he talked. I wasn't even supposed to be a pun, but he seriously lights up when he talks about solar. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. But I, he I, does. He gets right excited. I love it because it's infectious, it, man.
0: It, it energizes me. <laughs> Moving on. Before we go too many dad jokes and... Terrible puns, Uh, but yeah. So as you can see, when it comes to this subject, especially, there's tons and tons of information out there. And uh, after we're done with this, definitely back on the Telegram channel, I plan on putting some links to like some of the YouTube guys that really help me out just with that basic, you know, not trying to be stupid technical and stuff like that kind of thing. Because uh, that yeah, there's a few out there I think do a really good job at explaining it down and dumbing it down to the lowest level. So, all right, next, our next question is another great one. Where do you think solar makes the most sense? Because solar is not the perfect application for all things. We can, I'm sure I'll agree with that. So in your opinion, like where do you think it makes the most sense to go solar or use solar for the application? Nate, go for it.
2: Well, I was told I can't bring up ham radio, so I'm not going to bring up ham radio. So, these lights that you see up here that was a tip thanks to Tim. So we have the lights all throughout the house and that's what our main main reason for the solar is just to have, you know, backup lighting in the house. And yes, it is hooked up to the ham radios, but it is what it is. So, but yeah, the the whole main system was Tim's suggestion to put those LED Christmas lights up and hook them up to an inverter because that is low voltage not a lot of draw i think that system will run at least 24 hours straight without having to charge batteries up
3: where does it make sense in an rv (laughs) um when you want to go boondocking and not have to plug in electricity if you're going to go to uh, a site that doesn't have electricity and you want to stay uh solar in any different Size can help you through that if you want to have the comforts of, you know, a little electricity or you can go big and have a little more comforts um, or you can go really huge and, you know, take a second mortgage on your house to put it in. So uh, it's all a matter of how much you want to use it. But uh, I think it makes sense for there. That's all I've really thought about it for.
1: I, I think. It's really good supplemental. I'm sure there are, you know, you can. There's certain environments where you could live strictly off it. You know, if you had sun all the time. But it, I had. Uh, it was James from Gingerbread Farms was on the show the other night, and he's got a couple of Nissan Leafs, and he is in the process of going to build a carport with a whole bunch of solar panels on him. That's basically going to be a charging bay for his electric vehicles. So I. And, and he also said, um, how did, I forget how he put it, but basically they're not going to stop making sun, right? So, in a you know long-term worst-case scenario, if you still have your solar panels, you're always going to have some form of energy, which is really cool because you can only store so much gas, you can only store so much propane, you know, wood, whatever it is. But if you have good working solar panels, you can have you know a modicum of power for quite some time. And I think that's, I think it's a really good backup or supplement. your preps for sure and save you some money too in theory
0: yeah i I totally agree with all those and uh my biggest one was going to be where other shore power is what i've always called it shore power you know the regular power grid isn't available and you want some you know that's that's really where it starts to make sense is where i want power and it's not here and especially when you don't want to be loud running engines is we could always fire up the generator and stuff like that, or even idle the car. And uh, but that stuff, like I said, that's loud, and, and especially like you say, you're camping or you're not wanting to be found, you know, th- those are places that it's going to make the most sense, in my opinion. Uh, I know on the survival podcast, they talked about before where it can pay for itself day one is if you've got the remote property that you know it's going to cost you fifty thousand dollars to run electrical lines back to your property, and then your system's going to cost you thirty thousand. Or even if it costs you the same, you know, now you look at, okay, but now we've paid for the system off the bat and all of our power from the next 15, 20 years is basically already paid. So there's applications where, you know, all over the place, I guess you'd say and it's all on what you want to use it for. If you want to keep your radios running, you want to keep your lights in your RV running while you're just kind of chilling out in the woods somewhere. Or if you're wanting to supplement some stuff at home and just keep some stuff topped off, or like you said, charging the batteries, I a hundred percent agree with all of those. And, uh, like my, my biggest thing for the, my big system is we were building a new house. We had our, uh, my garage built. I wanted to do work in the garage and be down on the site, but I didn't want to be running the generator all night long. So, you know, for my lights, I needed my lights and my computer on. So I threw in a little solar system. It powered my computer without a problem. And I had lights, you know, I was using power tools to do the the work inside. So the energy was already there, but
1: you're talking about you know, being silent and storing power and that kind of stuff. Stephen Harris used to talk about the submarine method, you know, run your generator during the day or your solar during the day and then power everything by battery at night. So you can, what what is it deep and silent or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I I like
0: that idea for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, and a grid down kind of thing, your solar panels don't make no noise. So it doesn't get you extra attention, you know, or just on a day of the day, it's not annoying. I don't know about you, but when I'm doing outside hanging out, enjoying the outside then my AC kicks off for the house if I'm over that area and it's like god is that gonna go off you know so it's kind of the same thing all right um let's see what we got next have you built a solar system and what size so this is kind of just uh where everybody kind of stands and then, like have you built your own solar setup from scratch or did you buy one for your house kind of everybody like what's your What's the word I'm looking for? Where have you used solar or done that, got into it before? Tim? Sure. So I I started fairly simple. I just bought a
1: 200 watt. I can't think of the company name right now off of Amazon. It was an all in one kind of package come with a controller with the wiring you need and the panels. And then from there I built a insulated battery box with four batteries. Learned how to wire them together and then bought a 1500 watt uh, inverter. It peaks out a little more than that, but I just learned as I went. I'd frig up here and there and put it together, but I've got it for my shop. So it can run everything in my shop in theory. Uh, I've got it set up so I can just unplug the power from an outlet, plug it into the inverter and it runs the entire, because everything's on a 15 amp circuit. So it was simple, but as of right now, I just charge all my DeWalt batteries all summer long on them. So everything I use, because... We use a lot, you know, I'm every our entire landscaping is done with DeWalt batteries. So it, yeah. And even in the winter, I'm I'm sure I could charge them, con- not that I use the batteries as much, but I get a really good, um, Wow, they're really good south facing where I am. And we still get a fair bit of sunlight up here for, you know, collecting solar power. So yeah, that's where I'm using it right now.
0: You ever try to use that in your marketing yet? That, you know, X amount of your, you know, companies ran off of batteries that's been charged by solar or anything? I think some people would actually kind of get into that a little bit. Like, hey, that's cool.
1: It's a big thing. I get a lot of, on TikTok, I got a couple of videos about the DeWalt setup and things like that. I get a lot of questions about how do you charge your batteries, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I'm not looking for any new lawn customers at the moment. So I don't really advertise at all, but I absolutely could. I've thought about it. It's a cool little feature, but yeah, I just, I like it because I mean, everybody, you know, the big thing, they're always saying, oh, battery's great, except where's your power come from? Well, I can tell you at least that little bit of my power comes from the sun, and I kind of like it. Me? I'll
3: go. Yes, Brian. So, um, yeah, like solar security lights. That's all I've done, really. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. that's a big um, one i i designed it and installed a oh what do i got uh four 330 watt panels so what's that 13 1320, 1320 watts of panels on the top of the rv i got uh 251 amp hour lifepo batteries um 24 volt batteries and then um Yeah, charge controller inverter combo that then feeds ac to my i left i left the the standard wiring in the camper so i left the the converter that was there and then so where you would just plug it into ac at the at the campsite or at your house my ac just feeds that main breaker on my converter and then i didn't have to rewire the whole camper so i have that and then i have uh you know, switch offs and stuff for shore power and generators. And I wired a whole big, uh, it's called an e-panel. It comes from midnight solar. It's got like some basic circuits in it, but then you customize it. You like put everything in and wire the whole thing. So yeah, it was, it was a pretty big intensive job and, uh, but it works great. I love it. Um, we went five, six days, seven, no, was 14 days, 14 day trip to Seattle. Um, And it rained for five days straight and we ran the generator once for like a half an hour and we really didn't need to it was just a matter of, I didn't really want to run my batteries down that far, but I would have been fine. So it was yeah, the system's fantastic. It's sized perfectly the guy that helped me design it did a fantastic job. Uh, I can't take uh, near much to the credit of designing it because he, he put it all together but yeah, it was pretty good.
2: And mine is more of a portable setup. I have a 300 watt portable panel. It's about the size of a sheet of plywood, folds up into four little sections. And we'll take that camping with us or I'll set it up outside if we got to flip the lights on. Um, it's really just a small system. I got two 80 amp hour sealed lead acids underneath my desk. And then uh, it's a uh, Tokyo 320 watt panel came with all the stuff in it and it works fine i got a stand that i set it on outside and run the cord out the door and i'm good to go
3: i'm thinking about picking some of those up for a great uh, panel for kicker panels in case we get parked in the shade or something i can pull some out i pre-wired it in for those i just don't have the panels or know when i want to do them when i saw those foldable panels i was like I wonder.
2: <laughs> you, you did you see my SRF when I was yeah. down there? Yeah, it's a nice panel for what it is. And I think it's, it's about a buck a watt. It's about three hundred bucks, which is pretty standard with portable.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to look into them. I got to see,
0: see what kind of room I got.
2: <laughs> yep
0: awesome yeah those are all awesome setups uh mine i've like i said i started out with a little harbor freight one a little 100 watt kit you can get the four panels and then uh i found another one that was um it was missing the panel it was like one of the open box things picked it up for like 80 bucks i was like yes had the charger 3 20 watt panels and stuff um then i got my bigger system i got six of the 315 watt panels Bought more yeah, uh, my first that first big system I learned a lot because as far as sizing your charge controller with your panels, with your batteries. Um, like you know, I made I had enough panels for the power going into the charge controller, but as far as the power coming out of the charge controller is a whole nother thing of your as far as max wattage that uh you know can actually put out and actually charge, they're not equal. So, I've learned that one the, the hard way on that. But I got extra panels now. So, I just I bought, a, I don't know if you've ever seen a legal, not legal grid tied inverter. You literally just throw your panel up and then run it to the inverter, and the inverter plugs into the wall or into the outlet and it back feeds into the house. And it's got islanding protection and all that stuff on it. it goes up to a thousand watts and it just kind of gives you a little, you know, kind of like you were saying, Brian, on your system there. It's something you could literally plug into the outlet on your trailer and it would provide more solar power for that system because you have it it senses that you already have power on the line if the power on the line goes away then it stops pushing any power out so it's kind of a neat setup because i was like that'd actually be a good supplement the an easy and quick way to kind of supplement my power outage or power up if that makes sense but uh yeah, so I, I made that little one and then my bigger system, like I said, it's got I got the four batteries with it, the charge controller, and then uh yeah, there there's just so much into it that breaking down every little piece is gonna take takes a long time, I guess, if that makes sense. But we'll do a little bit tonight because uh here's the next one that I think is a good question. I don't know if you guys how much you've even thought about it. If you just kind of went with what you went with, but uh the voltage of your system what like you know if you're 12 24 36 what voltage your uh, solar system is on the battery side and is there a particular reason why you chose that size uh Brian you want to go with that one cuz i think you probably got a pretty easy answer on that
3: yeah i got 24 volt system um and it was because i couldn't go 48 <laughs> um, is that what your trailer already was
0: though was it no. already
3: Everything, everything on the solar side is new. Everything everything besides uh, what is going in the AC power into the converter is new. I, I rewired all of that. So basically, I made a new plug-in to the wall coming out okay. of my inverter to the AC. So uh, everything back is new doesn't matter what voltage it is so my solar guy wanted to go 48 and then we ran into some issues with some equipment compatibility and warranty issues for being um mobile and not mounted in a house uh he read he he read all the warranties like word for word and went whoa 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 wait wait, this won't be under warranty. And it was like a $7,000 inverter or something or charge controller inverter. And so then we ended up like actually cutting the cost of the system in half, but it isn't as robust as it what I really wanted. Um, Because the intent is if we ever land somewhere, I want to be able to uninstall it all and use it in wherever, like with a structure. So this is all sized for like running a tiny house i mean like beyond a tiny house it runs a you know a full-size camper and all our stuff we both work out of here and so yeah it's it's it'll be plenty to uh to run what we want but 48 48 volts was what he wanted and yeah we ended up on 24 volts
0: tim was what voltage did you go with and uh you got reasons why I went
1: with 12 because that's the way the system came. (laughs) Everything was set up 12, everything simple 12. I wanted to learn, you know, the, yeah, all all the basics of it before I fucked around with voltages and things like that. But yeah, just 12 simply because it was, I can get 12 volt batteries. I get, you know, every, everything came 12. So I just kept it that way. I might go different down the road, but for what I'm doing, it works good.
0: Good answer. Nate,
1: what do you got?
2: We'll just get this drink out of the way right off the bat. (laughs) Nate's
1: answer is ham radio.
2: It's uh, all my radios are 13.8. So it, it 12 volt was 12 volt. That's the way to go. And that's the reason why I picked that system. I'm used to 12 volts. I've never really played with 24, 36, or 48. So 12 volt is what it is. It's twice the
0: fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I completely agree. And I think part of his answer there is the key why a lot of people do 12 volt systems, especially for the first one. It's what you're used to. That's what most of everybody's car runs off 12 volt. And that's what I started out with. I did 12 volt. And I thought that just what made sense. And, uh, but it sounds like I've done a little bit more uh, soul searching and different things when it comes to the voltage. Cause uh, my reason I started out with 12 volt, like I said, had four batteries. And then I found out I had a lot more panel power. Than I did charging power. And the reason why is that charge controller, it says, uh, I think I got a, a thou- or 100 volts or 100 over 30. So the, the 30 amp is a 30 amp charger up to 100 volts. And com- so coming in, you know, I can do that off the panels. But as far as charging goes, you can either charge 12 or 24 off the charge controller. And so it'd be 12 times 30. Is the max amount of power that you could put into those batteries. And I was like, well, that sucks. I got all these all this panel wattage out there and I can't use it. So I by jumping up to 24, I actually doubled the amount of power I can put into batteries and actually use from the panels coming in. So that that was one that was my big reason for jumping. Uh it was a big debate though, because the inverter is more expensive, they're harder to find. A 12 volt inverter, if your inverter burns up. You can run down to any truck stop, Walmart, any of those kind of places, and you can pick up 12-volt stuff all day long. If you want 12-volt stuff, I mean, go to the truck stop. Because all those truckers got refrigerators, AC units, fans, TVs. They're all straight 12-volt. And uh, 24 is a whole other animal. Because I actually had my inverter go out on me. Uh, It was still under warranty. I sent it back. I know that was a two- or three-week ordeal. Uh, With designing the system myself, though, if that happened in a – time where i couldn't get another inverter and but a 12 volt is accessible i know how i can rewire this thing and make it 12 volt you know you you can go i can go back and forth the only thing that changes is that inverter Um, but i do lose the amount of power that i can pull out of it so that was that was one of the big things there Uh, another one is how far you're running that electricity i would say we all know that the higher the voltage the smaller the cable so where you're talking about price sometimes that will price you differently in the system because if, you are, if you're going a higher voltage and you're running that longer, you know, that's why we all once you go 110, you know, you can use the smaller cable to run that thing across the house. But like I said, that was one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up. I was just curious on how everybody got. And uh, like Brian was saying, they also say it's, a, you know, you lose, what is it? You don't lose as much of the efficiency. I'm sure we have all heard that word before. When you know, Because every time you convert that power from one voltage to another to another, you got heat, you got power loss, all, all those fun things to, to look in. And I'm telling you, the more you dig into it, yeah, the more it's kind of like your ham radio. You just you keep digging and you keep learning. And you're just like, oh, yeah. well, if I do, you know, you can get more range, you can get more of this, you can get more of that. So, yeah, there's there's a whole lot there to be learned. Uh, DC to DC is going to bring this up real quick. Just popped up or transformers can make use and yeah I, that was the other thing i was going to kind of bring up i think this is the same thing you could like if you had, you can get step downs so if you do have that 12 volt equipment that's why i was wondering about the rv is you know a lot of them are all wired in 12 volt because you got 12 volt appliances and a lot of them but yeah they yeah, do have like I'm those little you know, like the steps it down from your 48 or 24 and then it brings it back down to 12 for you to make it usable. So like I said, I, I, I this is where I can geek out sometimes <laughs> on these
3: things. Yeah. I just, I, I to save costs, like I was going to rewire the whole thing. And then I was like, why waste the money? And then I can just plug AC into this, this, I can just take the main power off and feed it into there. Like this is stupid simple and then I still have DC in the trailer but it's not the DC from my solar it's the DC from my converter mm-hmm. so my solar is only providing AC to my trailer and then it's doing what it would have done anyway
0: and yeah the more the more you learn the more you figure out those different things that's why when uh I know this is coming up we'll, we'll wait on this one a little bit you know because everybody's asking well what can you run off of that it's like well that's why you need to start with that question what do you want to run? Then we'll build the system. Like Brian's was easy. He wants to run his RV, you know? So like Tim's, he's like, he had to make that decision of what do I want to run off this system? And then size this system accordingly. And that, that's one of the bigger ones. Cause it's not a one, you know, one thing for everything. You got to kind of work your way backwards on it.
1: I took in mine. I put a kilowatt meter on absolutely everything in the shop and figured out what everything would take and then i knew that i would be good with the system i designed so i wasn't you know i didn't go crazy you know trying to figure everything out but i knew how much my furnace would take how much my lights would take how much my studio lights would take and my dewalt battery charger oh and my trickle charger and that's all i have really in my shop anyway everything all my tools are battery powered so but yeah i just that's how i figured it just use a kilowatt meter and found the peak wattage and
0: added it all together and then you could even that's where you start sizing your battery bank. Cause you're like, yep. Well, I know everything uses this much. So over the course of the day, they'll do this much. If you're wanting to make a reserve for up to three days, you know, that's usually what I've heard the standard is is you know, you want to be able to run off your battery bank, worst case scenario for three days. But you also can go out there and be like, Well, that's not really an essential item and start killing some stuff to extend it out longer. So yeah, I put I put a I used a kilowatt a lot and
3: uh, basically put it on everything in my life and decided if it was worth it or not. Uh, shit, Corey ended up shaving her head because it was just easier on the water and the power, and she'd always wanted to do it, and <laughs> so she did it and she loved it. So is that
0: she so didn't she want, didn't have to
3: use the hair dryer, hair dryer, curling iron, straight iron, iron, all that? Yeah, shit. because her it. hair was just it needed to be managed. I haven't used
1: that shit in years.
3: Me neither. (laughs) I barely use
0: a razor, man.
2: (laughs) You need sunblock there, Tim. Yeah. You need
1: sunglasses. Watch my bald head there.
0: (laughs) Now, as far as that kill, uh, the kilowatt meter, uh, I've got a couple of those things. I love them. But one thing I found that's uh, actually a whole lot more useful is, uh, if you, I'm not going to say trust Amazon, but are willing to use it for the fee that it costs of, you know, security issues. Um, the little smart switches. A lot of those little smart switches. Now, if you look at them closely, you can get them where they actually track your power. So you can actually Mm. see exactly how much that used throughout the day. And you can also on the screen, see how much it's using at the moment, plus turning it on and off and all that kind of stuff. So as far as like when we got this hot tub and put it in the garage, I was like, how much does this thing gonna? is it really costing me? And I hooked it up through one of those. Most of them go up to a 15 amps. I hooked it up through one of those and I, after the course of a month, I kind of did an average, and it was about fifty cents a day. To have a hot tub in our garage for the winter, hmm. to me, that's worth it. You know, I was keeping it around eighty, and then if we wanted to, you know, we knew that weekend we were going to use it, I'd kick it up. But overall, it was about about fifty, you know, fifty cents a day, maybe up to a dollar on some of the real cold days when it was actually heating up. So, yeah, I think those are great for trying to see and track over time because the kilowatts kind of, if the power goes off or if you unplug it, you lose all your data, and that kind of makes me mad. Plus, if you get those spikes, you don't get to see them. So something to keep an eye out for. I hate Amazon, but I love some of their their toys and tech.
1: (laughs) I just installed a Bluetooth garage door opener that required Wi-Fi. It's compatible with Chamberlain, but it's an Amazon product, I think. And I went back from that after a while. I'm like, you know what? Everything else is tied in and it works so simple. So, yeah, it is what it is.
0: Oh Yeah, our, ours, they came like that. And I love those things because it can t- literally, you know, from anywhere, you can be like, oh, the garage door is on crap. You can close it, open it from anywhere if someone needs to come in. One thing that I thought was a little funny, though, it's mine's compatible with Amazon Key or something like that, like where they drop stuff off and they leave it in your garage. Mine, too. But yep. it's not compatible with Alexa. Oh. And the only thing I can think of is because if you walked up to the door of my house or the window or whatever, and you said. Echo, open the garage door. It would open the garage door, and that might be a security risk. You yeah, know, kind of like yeah. if you had locks that were Wi-Fi, and you could just yell at the Alexa to open the unlock it. That's kind of, I can see a risk there. All right. Um, uh, like I don't want to talk but, to my house. <laughs> I knew there'd be one of us that was like, no, I don't like I don't like talking to people. Why would I want to talk to my house? Because it. Usually does what you say. Usually. Usually. <laughs> you know what?
1: I, I wear AirPods or EarPods, whatever the hell they're called, all day long. And I've just started real, uh, discovering that I can do voice commands and text messages well. So, like, the other day I was up cleaning gutters out and somebody sent me a text message. I'm like, shit, I can reply. You know, I know we're off on a tangent here, but I don't have to get off the ladder, nothing. Just go ahead, talk, and be done with it. So, I, I like that kind of automated stuff. But I know everything has its good and its bad.
2: It, yeah, Claren's yeah, got Bluetooth headphones, and the second she figures out she can just click the button when she's getting a phone call and answer it, it's going to change her life. So we'll, we'll see how long that takes her to figure that out.
1: <laughs> she's watching, isn't she?
2: Yes, she is.
1: <laughs> that was a very passive-aggressive way to tell her, Nate. I love it.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, next. Too much is- radio. Yeah. We started talking about uh, battery banks there and everything. And now that's the other thing I kind of want to point out. I know we're in the middle of the show and uh, kind of little getting a little late. But, you know, when everybody starts talking about running stuff off solar and this and that, we don't run anything off solar. We really don't. There's a few things if you got them directly tied into a solar panel where it, it gets sun and it starts up. Yeah, those are ran off solar. But we don't. We run stuff off batteries. I mean, yeah. and a lot of people don't even realize that, you know, when it comes to it. So it's all about the battery bank, really. And if you start want to learn about solar before you ever learn about solar, you got to learn about the battery bank. Build your battery bank, throw a charger on it, plug the charger in, keep it topped off. And I think are we all in agreement on that? It's all about the battery bank.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I think if I if you put a gun to my head and said I had to choose either solar panels or a battery bank, it'd be a battery bank all day long,
0: because yeah. they're well, way the solar more panels aren't going to do battery. anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, very little anyway. Yeah. You can get some like I've seen where you can hook up a you know a twelve volt pump to a twelve volt solar panel. And so when the sun's shining, it pumps, but then, you know, that's it. So, uh, on this topic now, what is your, and this is, uh, one of the ones in the telegram group that was kind of coming up is about, well, it's about the battery bank or about the batteries. Uh, what's your top pick for batteries? Like, what did you go with? What did you choose? Do you, if you got reasons and go for it, uh, Nate with your 12 volt system and your ham radio setup. <laughs> what, uh, Mine, what kind of battery you got?
2: Uh, they're, they're really no names. I mean, they're garbage batteries, they're cheap. So, at some point, I will upgrade to lipo Fours.
0: You got lead acid, to, yeah. You I invested
2: in see lead acid, and they were cheap. And at some point, I will upgrade to probably a 12 volt, 400 amp hour battery. I'm looking at probably 14, 1500 bucks just for that battery. Um, yeah so you was, so
0: you went with i want this system here's what i want i want it i want it to work and i want it now and cheap and that that yeah total sense because like you said it's if you want the top of the line it's not cheap no. But if you want it to work and work now yeah do what you yeah. gotta do
2: yeah i mean I it's i agree literally the only thing that we set it up for was tim's idea with the led christmas lights and then it just snowballed from there and that's addictive yeah and i i figured out what else i could run off of it we ran um what was it the crock pot whole town they shut the power down in in town because they had to fix one of the lines so we're right in the middle of cooking dinner and it's the crock pot it's been going since eight o'clock in the morning i you know dinner's in like two hours so i ran out to the garage grabbed an extension cord ran it upstairs plugged it into the crock pot and turned the inverter on done Dinner was ready at the normal time.
0: Awesome. How much uh, draw do does wanna... a crock take? <laughs> 1,100 watts for no, hour. 1,100? Yeah. Yeah. He only needed two hours? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, with lead acid, like you were saying, you go cheap, or inexpensive, we'll say. Yeah. They're more inexpensive, but your uh, overall lifetime is going to be less. Your cycle, yeah. cycle rate is going to be less, and the amount of energy you can use usable energy without actually harming the is going to be, you know, what they usually say, don't go more than use only use about the top 20, the to top 50% off that battery. Yeah, and it's, I would... it's,
2: it's about 50%. Um, So I have roughly 160 amp hours worth of battery. And I know I can use up 80 amp hours of that before I have to really shut the system down and not worry about it. Oh, or start. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I start damaging it. These batteries I might get, Two three years. If I go buy the life po fours, it's going to be 15 years off of those batteries. But you got to pony up the dough to you know go buy those batteries.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you... Brian, what you get? Uh, I got a feeling you got some good ones. Uh,
3: Simplicity Life po, uh, 24 volt, 151 amp hour, they're fantastic. I highly recommend them to everyone.
0: And if how many? Can...
3: If you, yeah, they were, they were plenty expensive.
0: <laughs> How but many do
3: you have? Two of them.
1: Two. So do they have a group size on them or not? What's that? Like a group size, like mine are group 27s. Uh, Cause that's usually the footprint size of the battery or no.
3: Oh, I don't know. They're like, um, I would say they're eight inches by 12 inches by 12 inches tall they're tall, skinny batteries, right? Um, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. And there was a lot of reasons. Like, I mean, I didn't want to pay that much money, but, uh, there's the space and weight factor when you're dealing with an RV and, uh, like with the lead acid and the, the depth of discharge, uh, you need more batteries for the same amount of power. So that's footprint and weight um then it's powering my whole life like it's what i'm i'm counting on so man if i got to do it in an emergency and drop it to 20 i i can do it i don't do it i i keep it at that 40 to 50 um and that's how my charge controller cycles but yeah man i have it there if i need it and um yeah so i just i had to buy them to Mm -hmm. to have confidence in the system
1: I went with, I know this will be a surprise, but the cheapest ones I could buy. So I uh, I, I spent 10 minutes calling all the places or, or Googling them in, you know, a couple hours away. And I, I did it again tonight to make sure, but the local farm store actually had the cheapest. So they were, they were 165 a battery for group 27 deep cycles. That's, you know, loonies and toonies, Canadian bucks. But yeah, so they, they went everywhere from 165 up to 190, depending on where I called. So I saved a hundred bucks by making... 10 minutes worth of phone calls because I originally was only going to get two. And then I decided that I wanted four. So I have four batteries in my battery bank. So I, of course, cost was a consideration. I figured for me, it was just going to be, sometimes my hobbies become just expensive experiments and I lose interest in them, but solar's different. So I figured I better, you know, start somewhere small, but I I love them. And yeah, they've, they give me plenty of capacity. I'm actually thinking <laughs> I am going to add a little windmill, a little 400 watt windmill to it eventually and a couple of more hundred watt solar panels. So, yeah, there's there's lots of capacity there.
0: Awesome. And don't forget, Tim, uh, that's all business expense when you're making videos about it. Plus, that's 100%. a little bit of that money coming back. Because if yep. you make a couple of videos and, and make a couple hundred bucks, I mean, that's a couple hundred bucks off your system in a way you can look at it. That's how, that's how I justify some of my purchases
1: i want to buy some more generators
0: (laughs) i mean there you go i know those videos aren't doing bad so well they're doing good yeah yeah funding uh and like you said you know the deep cycle that's that's one of the big ones when you're going lead acid regular car batteries are designed to get that starter moving so they're they're that big push of power but they're not really made to drain i think i've heard like five or ten percent off the battery is all it's really supposed to drain because it just shoves all that power at once is what they're designed for so the deep cycle, that's definitely when it comes to lead acid. Um, but yeah, the, the lithium that that's gonna be the primo. I, I started out with the cheap ones; mine were eighty bucks a piece. I got went with four of them, and you know they work. But I also know if I if I screw up and discharge them too much, which I've done a couple times, you know that their their lifespan is extremely limited at this point. Uh, I don't know how much you follow the solar stuff and lithium batteries in general. They actually have some really good lithium batteries out there. 100, uh, 12, 12 amp, hundred amp hour batteries for like four hundred bucks. I think one's Chins, and then Amp Time on Amazon. Uh, that's one of the guys I'm going to link to. He actually buys and gets sent all these cheap batteries, and he'll put them through. I mean, he breaks them down, cuts them open and he'll look at the build quality he's actually got people they'll send him. they they use him as an engineer they they send him the stuff he breaks it down tells them how dumb they are from what they've done and then they send him a new one where they fixed all the problems and uh but i mean you're looking at 400 bucks on some of these now that are you know 300 or 3,000 cycles you can get out of these batteries and uh he does the whole test to make sure they're pulling the right stuff and everything so that's, that's one of the big ones. The other big one I don't think we really touched on for the lithium batteries versus the lead acid is how much you can pull, how fast you can pull out of that battery. Because, you know, the deep cycle batteries aren't made to pull a crap load of power. So if you put a giant inverter on that thing, the battery's not going to be able to keep up with pushing that power out for as much as you're going to try to pull out, which the lithiums, their, their output is a whole lot more. You know, like I said, there's so much to consider in that. And just so many variables, but yeah, just keep in mind, you know, it's not the thousand dollar battleborns anymore for the uh, for the lithiums because that was what it was for years. Is all we saw was you know, that thou- you know, you wanted four batteries, it's four grand, and now you're looking at four hundred bucks. So, go ahead, Brian, you got something. I wish mine were a thousand dollars. Well, you got two hundred amp hour batteries though, so that's one big thing. And another thing, I was going to ask about you, you got twenty. 20- Four volt batteries. That yeah. was the other thing with mine. That uh I've looked at that, and there is, you know, and even going with the cheaper lithiums, there's some price savings. But once again, I can if I want to be able to break that system down and repurpose it in a pinch if I need to. You know, a lot of that's in me, like they got these nice all-in-one systems for your charge controller, your inverter, everything. And they got they're great like for a whole house or something, but for like a small system I build in the garage. I want to be able to tear it apart and repurpose it, you know, move it around if I got to. So if I got a 24 volt system and something happens and the car battery's dead and we need to bug out and get the hell out of Dodge, I can run out there and pop a 12 volt battery off and use it. So, you know, versatility over. I I can pull
3: the 12 volt off my
0: trailer though. There you go. And I mean, really, I'm sure. I don't know if the cells are exposed. No, you got you got the lithium. The cells aren't. exposed. I was like, you could cut the battery in half. <laughs> I'm not you sure get what I'm saying. If you really work. wanted to, you could pop it open, pull the cells out. You're smart enough and got enough of a background. Just pull the three in, the three volt individual cells out and just <laughs> ride down the battery with the strap together, the bungee cord.
2: Brian, you 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 have two twelve volt batteries in series, right?
0: No, I have like two. I have
3: two twenty four volt batteries.
2: Oh, in parallel. Okay.
3: So oh three hundred and two amp hours
0: of twenty-four volt power.
2: Okay, there you go.
0: Does anybody want to explain the difference between series and parallel? You want me to do it? Sure, sure nice. <laughs> All right. I'm just so, like I'll mess it up. The, the
2: the best way I know this is if you wire it in series, if you take a 12-volt battery, you wire it in series you will end up with a 24-volt battery. So that is, you go power, then negative to the next battery and positive, then the negative, and that'll give you um, 24 volts and the same amp hours, if I remember. But if you wire them in parallel, you'll leave them, you know, your positives to your positive, your negatives to your negative, Then you'll end up with uh, your 12 volt, but you'll double the amp hours. That's usually how I remember how it goes.
0: Yeah, so look that up. There's a lot of great videos out there and diagrams to tell you how to do that. Putting some of the spots not very nice, but yes, he's been talking about ham a lot tonight. Make sure you go watch the videos. Right,
2: right. All right, you can do
1: what I did. When I uh, went to wire my battery bank together. If I touched a wire and it sparked, I knew I had it backwards. So then I'm like, all right, I'll just fix it up and it worked <laughs> great
0: afterwards. I right, it's just trial and error. That's great. But your when you're controller. going <laughs> when you're in series, you're supposed to wire them backwards. Well, of the comp, but yeah. Might have on and off switches. You guys batteries oh. don't have on and off. oh, that's nice. Uh-oh. Oh, what happened?
2: Bye, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what the Corey hit it with
0: her feet. Right? Oh, Oh, he should be back in a second. I, yeah. As soon as he's talking shit about his on and off switches, there, he's, it's, it's, somebody he hit right? the off switch. Oh boy! <laughs>
2: yeah, Corey Hopefully hit the be off be
0: switch. On <laughs> but but yeah, I mean that that's another one because you can make your battery bank as big as you want, and literally at that point you can power anything you want. You know, if you wanted to run it, you right. they say you can't run an AC unit, but you can. You get enough batteries, there you are. It was that off switch, I guess. I don't know what
3: happened. Yeah. No, I I,
0: clicked on the wrong button. Oh, I didn't know if it was me. I thought I hit the mouse with my elbow there for a second. I was like, yeah, it
3: was you.
2: Thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so you can run anything you want and just build your battery bank out. And that's where most people, before they go solar, they should learn battery banks and build one, run stuff off of it, size your stuff, size your inverter. And, um, I've never found anything, you know, short of dropping a wrench and crossing, you know, onto the two poles that is really going to cause a lot of damage. You know, like when you're tightening up one of the, the things I just dry fit mine. I just wiggle it on there and call it a day.
1: I've done so, all that <laughs> shit, man. I, I just about caught it on fire when I was hooking it up just cause I just like I, to fuck around with the stuff. And,
0: and that perfectly leads into my next question. Actually, what is one of your biggest lessons learned or biggest mistakes? Using an all metal wrench without some kind of rubber coating on the end to tighten down my battery terminals and tapping them together and getting that, uh what do they call it? Uh, battery welding or, you know, redneck re- welding. Because it will, it'll weld the hell out of something doing that.
1: I half melted yeah. one of the terminals on my battery with a socket wrench, you know, mm-hmm. tight spot and yeah, yeah, but you know what, for me, it was when I wanted to hook up my battery bank. I realized I had no wire, so I had to make the little, what are they, I don't know, they call them pigtails, or the little, yeah, the little jumpers, so I had to go to the UFA to get um, real thick, that's the farm store, to get the real thick wire, then I had to go to an auto parts place to find the crimp on copper terminal connectors, you know, Yeah. and then I had to watch some YouTube videos on how to crimp them on there, because they didn't have a tool to do it, and yeah, so it was just, I had everything together except none of that shit, so I had to kind of put it all together because it was uh late on a saturday there wasn't many places open
0: i was just laughing because you said i had to get the real thick wire because mm. it's just I probably don't you know, what? yeah off well no gauge. it's just you know usually like somebody would be like six gauge wire eight get your like give me give me give me uh five feet of that thick stuff over there
1: i knew what gauge i needed when i went and did it i just couldn't tell you what it was right now i went in and had to roll through a bunch and i went through all their off cuts to try to find what i could get that would work and it's green so i think that's six gauge isn't it i'm pretty sure the it was just single wire stuff so i can't remember it's, it's really thick anyway it's like farm wire but yeah it worked yeah, my,
2: my, my stuff is too hot so it's like mm-hmm. seven eighths of an inch you know real big stuff so
0: and has anybody ever heard to use a uh, was it welder's wire yeah, could, that stuff. Yeah. I, it, I use that stuff. At it, work. it is like the double, uh, I think it's uh, double zero or something, double hot yeah. wire. But it's, we, a, we, it's, we, it's really flexible, is why they, they suggest to use that. So when you're wiring your batteries mm-hmm. together, yeah, that would right be your murder yeah. You're actually, yeah. you know, you're not sitting there trying to crank that thing down. You actually got a lot more flex in it. So yeah,
2: we, we a, use that at work when we're building the trucks that we do. Um, they have two deep cycle batteries back in the compartment that runs all the lighting in the truck. And that's kind of how I learned how to do this system. And we use uh one out with that. And it is welding cable. Cause we got away from the, that real heavy duty stuff. That's hard to bend. Cause we're doing short turns. You mm-hmm. know, wiring up Batteries that are right next to each other. And we just got fed up trying to bend that wire into place. So yeah. Welding and, wire all the way.
0: You another can a little some- tip. What I ended up buying. Oh, Cause it was already pre-made was a uh, go-kart or golf cart batteries. Uh, term uh, Wires, they're already oh, pre-cut man. to the length or whatever. and They're about, you know. So you you buy a pack of those. I think it's like ten bucks off Amazon, and I got six of them. You know, so there was two for wiring the batteries together, and then like two more running to the the battery itself. But I bought those, and I mean, they worked perfect. Everything was pre-cut, pre-crimped. Yeah, I thought thought that was a pretty handy. I, I think they were they were a little smaller than what you would want, possibly, but I mean they. They work, they haven't melted yet. I don't pull a lot of power off mine. So
3: I was gonna go with bus bars that were made for the batteries.
0: God, you're you're just like the the golden child down here. But I didn't, I didn't. I you're went with the pre-cut
3: him. battery cables because they had the measurements of the batteries. I ordered all the stuff from a solar house, like individuals. Like mm-hmm. the the designer gave me a, a cut sheet basically, and I just found it on the site
0: and ordered it there you go so they and made that's why legs. it paid they to they have made an expert the right size nice cables for the batteries yeah that's why it's so nice to have that expert because like you said you know he gave you the cut sheet he designed your system you knew it was all and you just had to do the, the leg work you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're also running something totally different than us you're running like you said your, your whole house yeah pretty yeah. much yeah so it makes sense you know like i i we're getting solar put on our house and i could have done it but Uh, yeah, it makes more, I'd rather pay Mm -hmm. even double the a, someone else's with, you know, insurance, stuff that does burn down. I got somebody to blame as opposed to doing it myself for half the price and twice. If mine burns down, I won't have to blame anybody. No, (laughs) but you still paid an expert expert to get the knowledge. So, I mean, that's still, still there. (laughs) You got good insurance on that thing, right? Yeah, we're good. All right. And I think we, we pretty much already went over this. What all do you run off your system? I know, Brian, you said your whole house, pretty much everything. Do you take any considerations when running?
3: Yeah, I mean, we do. So our fridge is propane. Our cooking is um, Our We have some box fans that we run. We have laptops. Uh, we don't have a TV. We don't have a microwave. We don't have any of that shit. We didn't have it in our house, so we don't have it here. Um, if we're going to run the air conditioner, I have to bust out the generator. Uh, we get about, uh, 45 minutes to an hour on the, on the air conditioner, which isn't even close to enough to touch anything. So I put a soft start on it and I can run it off my generator. So if we got to turn, throw the air on, I just use the propane generator. And, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just small stuff, lights and, uh, and laptops charging
0: phone is that 45 to an hour is that like at night when you're running your because i'm assuming when the when the power's coming in it should with all your panels and stuff you should be able to get that pretty
2: not that you notice
0: really ish i'm not i i don't even attempt it gotcha yeah because you do got to watch it or if not you're paying a lot of money for all those components to to watch it for you basically because i've been looking into some of those is, yeah you know, i mean i have my batteries whole get down to this level yeah my whole system
3: shuts down when my battery bank is to 20 percent. like i got a victron battery monitor that i mean i can pull it up on my phone it alerts me into spikes and drops and everything and uh i just don't want to i don't want to mess around with it we don't need the air on that much and uh When we do we're either someplace where we can plug in or i just get the generator out run it off the propane like i run everything else off propane because it's way more efficient
1: can can you talk a little that i was going to ask about some sort of battery monitor that's what i really need i'd like to have something that kind of gives me an idea Mm -hmm. on my battery box what did you go with or victron okay uh,
3: yeah it's just it's got a physical display um, and, and a um it's also the one I got has Bluetooth capability and it just wires in into the shunt of the of the would that be the negative it wires into the negative and then the positive side of the battery and all it does is calculate in and out in and out wow. in and out in and out so you fully yeah. charge your batteries you hit you hit reset and then it is spot on in and out in and out in and out and then it it calculates you set it up to your batteries Whatever batteries you have and size and all that, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's pretty slick.
0: It's and great. are you looking for something you can see like from like mobile, Tim? Or are you I looking mean, at that just would so be you great. go there and look at the unit? Because I know like you're talking about some money, and even with the Victron, I don't even are they over? They're not even Wi-Fi yet. I don't think our all my stuffs is Bluetooth. Unless like, I've gotten, I would. Yeah, yeah, have, have to be there. I have to be in the camper to
3: get it on the screen. But that meant okay. I didn't have to mount the the unit itself visible i just put it in with the system and i just pull it up on my phone
0: Yeah, i'll send you a link to a little uh it's a little thing you can wire in tim and it'll tell you like your battery voltage yep but and it'll also tell you you can wire them in where it tells you how much like has flown through so okay. you can wire three of these in and it will tell you like how much your panels have put in how much your charge controller put out how much powers come from the battery to your inverter uh, depending on how you me. wire it in you can see all that data and they're like five or ten bucks for those little things especially okay. on a smaller unit because i know those victron shunts they're like 120 dollars or something
1: and if you have I'd the victron, with just a little lcd display or whatever you that's know?
0: What I, yeah that's what i was thinking that way you can just kind of glance over there and just see that it's not low i guess yeah. if that makes sense and one thing i did uh on my batteries my smallest system back in the day so i could just kind of glance at it make sure it's working like the inverter hadn't messed up or whatever is i wired in a small light just one small light so if that light was off i knew there something happened that inverter shut down does that kind of make sense so you could put like a hang of light in the window of your garage and if they ever that lights you know one little led light that fits off you're like oh uh something happened the inverter messed up or something it, mine smart. makes
3: all sorts of racket
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> it beeps
1: yeah and buzzes
3: and yeah
0: do, do the
1: inverters haul much phantom power or whatever, you know, when they're, when they're just sitting there, not, not, I have,
3: I have so much phantom power anyway. Cause I, I like my toilet fan is direct directly into 12 volt. It's always okay. on my, my wireless routers directly into the 12 volt of the camper. So that's constantly pulling. So I could, I mean, I guess I could unplug everything and tell you exactly what it draws, but uh,
0: I can't think that it's, it's probably negligible. A lot of times it'll it tell you on the unit the the inverter itself how much it, it'll draw but yeah <laughs> like the, yeah. the size of the inverter is the biggest thing like the bigger the inverter the more the draw is going to be you know it could be 5 10 15 20 watts it just depends on you know if you got a little 150 or 150 watt inverter a lot of those' don't even have a fan so you're not you know you you're you're gonna be sub watt you know sub one watt for those but if you got a 5000 watt inverter on there and it's turned on you know you got all those components and stuff and it's ready to go at any moment capacitors i got to keep charged so you could be drawing 15 10 watts so yeah it, it's it's all it, it depends <laughs> like with Fair any enough. good answer nate what's your uh well, lesson for, <laughs> lesson learned biggest mistakes i wish i know what do you run what do you run at
2: some point, I want a bigger system. I want to be able to run more. I will not grid tie this house just for you know. I I want backup to not be involved with the grid system. Um, probably getting the cheap batteries, but I wanted to play with it. You know, it's at some point we'll upgrade. Um, right now, I think I have just the cost of the panels in, or that one panel plus. a little bit of wire and one of the batteries and that's it. So, I mean, I'm under, under 400 bucks, 500 bucks for the whole system. So, um, but it's, it, I kind of knew how to do a lot of this stuff to start. And it was just kind of searching it so I don't wire things up backwards. Like I know, you know, don't touch negative to positive. The biggest tip I can give anybody being a, being a mechanic and working with 12 volts Take the negative off first, then the positive. Don't do the positive, then the negative. So it's just, it's little things like that that you learn.
0: Yeah. I think one of the coolest things I've learned uh, was the charge rate of batteries. And uh, because I actually had, when I first took my system up, I had my batteries bowling over and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because I didn't have enough of them. I was trying to charge at 30 amps and uh, with it's I can't remember its capacity times something divided by something kind of thing. I can't remember the equation exactly, but basically, if you're if you're charging one battery at too high of a rate, you know it's it's bad for it as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, I had I had once I expanded my battery bank, not an issue. I can charge it those thirty amps from my charge controller without a problem. That and uh, there's a little doodad that you can buy. That's a little um, what's it called? capacitor i guess or something brown you might know about this where you can actually touch it and you charge it up and you pre-charge your inverter because you know how every time you go to hook that wire up to your inverter it sp- sparks makes oh it big, yeah you know, and it's an actual a little pre-charge thing that you put in the in line there and it pre-charges it without that big spark you know <laughs> that comes and scares you that and hmm. that metal can actually fly out when it sparks and uh stab you in the eye and make you go blind so that's why you're supposed to wear safety glasses whenever you're hooking those. If I hook up stuff not hot. Well, no, no, it's when you're hooking up your inverter. Like either if if you're if either if you got the lines already hooked up to the inverter and you're going to connect them to the battery. Yeah. Or if you're connecting, you know, whenever you're connecting the battery and the inverter together. We I don't have those switches. You know, if yeah, if I had an inline switch, that would work.
2: <laughs> yeah, the 12 volt system does that too. You know, when you go to hook the negative, and the I I'm always a stickler about it. Positive first, then the negative. It still sparks. Yeah. The
0: negative. help from the help, but there's an actual piece that you can apparently yeah. you can buy that actually, that's what it's made for. Yeah. So, you know, those are some of the kind of cool things. Um, has anybody got anything else at the end here? We're we're just over an hour, and I know we could probably go another easily go another hour especially the more details and we get in there the nitty-gritty of it all And we'll probably have some more episodes like this later on and i'm sure we're all going to probably build bigger systems in the future so you got anything brian you want to do you see anything not, in the telegram I'm chat? Not, you
3: but, talk about? i'm not building a bigger system
0: say <laughs> <laughs> uh famous last words <laughs> <laughs> uh tim yeah i you know Solar's intimidating
1: at least before you start you just have no idea where to go so just yeah don't let it intimidate you too much because just take your time and learn about it break it down into pieces you know start with something like you said like a little harbor freight system you know get your feet wet with that and go from there and then learn a little bit and then you know if you, if you want increase and build something a little more and then upgrade one piece of your system and then add another panel you know do everything in increments because it you know it can be kind of intimidating there's a lot of there can be a lot of math behind it, even though you don't think there would be. But just take your time and learn the stuff, and it's nowhere near as bad as you'd think.
2: Yep. My biggest piece of advice, buy a big, buy the biggest battery you can get your hands on, and then go from there.
0: Or you can afford the biggest, best battery to afford? Yeah.
2: Right. You know, don't go broke trying to do this stuff. At least get something that you know is going to work for you. I know the system's going to work for me because the system will... We'll run the radios idle for three weeks. And then I can transmit on them at full power for five days. So, I mean, it's it's pretty solid setup for what I have. You know, it might take yeah. a little bit. And I got that 300-watt panel. So, you know, it'll keep up with it. Each one of these radios, one's a 50-watt, one's a 100-watt. So my panels are sized twice as you know much as I'm dragging out of the system. I think those LED lights pull 15 watts, I think is what I, when I had all 700, 700 on, it was pulling 15 watts.
1: <laughs> That's not bad. No. I bought so many of them, Nate, at Christmas time, just after. I, I don't. I know we didn't mention that part, but buy them after the holidays, once Christmas is over. Oh, yeah. Get them. 10 yep. cents on the dollar,
2: man. Yep. Do- dollar 100 foot strand, or 100 yep. light strand.
0: Uh, and from our telegram, I, we were talking the other day in there about this subject and stuff and uh, questions. Uh, this is one thing I wanted to bring up and show y'all that uh, somebody was asking about, you know, what do you need to do? Like they were asking something about pulling um, the MC4 connectors hot or something that we didn't really understand the question. But basically what it got down to is what's this, you know, what's a way to disconnect your solar panels from your charge controller and the rest of the system? And this is what I use. This is a DC hard switch, and what it's designed to do is uh, you put it in line for your uh, battery on your car. So it basically, this is a key here. I don't know if you can kind of see it, and it just goes down in there, and you turn it, and boom, all it does is connect these two terminals together. And I was pretty sure if it's gonna, if it works for the starter, the battery on a car, it's gonna work for my my system here because that's pushing a lot of amps. Also, these are great for uh, kill switches for, like, well, anything you got. For an old car that's sitting out there, you don't want somebody to steal a side-by-side or anything. You mount this under the hood. You put your positive or negative here. Put the other side there. Take that with you. They try to steal it and start it. They can't jump it because this thing breaks that. You know, if they go in there and find that, it's going to be another one. But that's what I got coming in. My solar comes in. It hooks up here. And then over here, of course, and then runs to the charge controller. So when I need to... Do something with my charge controller or whatever, and I want to take it off that disconnects my solar coming in from outside. And I, I put those there. And like you were talking about, Brian, on a you know, my batteries didn't come with a switch, but I can easily, you know, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I could wire one of those in. <laughs> so that way, when I go, you know, the disconnector hookup that, uh, you don't uh, need your inverter. other thing, Bobby. Yeah. But yeah, you, you need- do that. I mean, you put that on all in between all your components, and that's a good way to just break it with a hard switch real quick. You yeah, so you're not sitting you
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, and like I, I said, it's those, a good anti-theft the device. We, mm-hmm. we yeah, use so those switches for, uh, in box trucks, you got the <laughs> box truck that has the huge lift gate on the back of it that covers up yep. the whole back of the door. Mm-hmm. You put one mm-hmm. of those in, it's like putting a key on it so they can't power up the lift gate and drop the lift gate down and break into the back of the truck.
0: Yeah, and on our military trucks, when I first found those, I was like, "That's exactly what it is." There's a switch with a padlock on it, uh, that's down over by the air thing or whatever. Yeah. And if you get in that truck, you know it kills all power to the battery. Plus, it helps with phantom draws. So if you got an yep. old car that had that the batteries are going always going dead, I had a car that the trunk light was, was apparently always on, and you know I never knew that because the trunk was closed. And it, you know if I let it sit for three days, the battery would be dead and then mm-hmm. uh, it snowed one day, and I noticed that there was a spot on the trunk that was had no snow on it. That's how I found out because <laughs> that, that little light was heating it up. But, yeah, you drove it every day. It, it was fine, but, you know, if it sat for too long, that, that one light would drain the power down. Well, a hard switch like that will save you. And then you're not, you know, trying to wire the battery back up and unhooking it or hooking up your inverters in your car. That way you can hard switch them on and off. But I yep. definitely wanted to throw out there, and then, like I said, we had that one viewer ask. Ask about it. Want to bring it up? So, and I'll put uh, if everybody would, if y'all think about it, go to the Telegram. If you got any kind of product like that, or uh, like I said, a YouTube channel that you learned a lot on, a book you learned a lot out of, throw it out there for everybody to to see. And that's another hint. Everybody go to our Telegram channel and check it out. The link should be in the description below. Uh, there's a lot of great great talk before and after the shows about the different subjects. Uh, let's go around one more time. And everybody, let everybody know what you do, where they can find you and who you are one more time for the audio audience.
3: I'm Brian from The Lost Project. (laughs) I'm Brian from The Lost Project. I do podcast every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30-ish, depending on how ordinary I am that morning. <laughs> uh, yeah i'll be getting back to doing interviews here in july uh on the weekends saturdays uh yeah i don't know what time yeah it just i took a break from it and gotta get back into it and uh yeah i might go a different time a little earlier eight o'clock nine o'clock i don't know we'll figure it out i don't want to cover up tim no you're you're
1: saturday oh, night now aren't you? Yeah, yeah don't worry about me yeah no saturday nights yeah it's easier for me to go 7 p.m all three nights so yeah, so
3: thelotsproject.com. Uh, check out TikTok. We're getting kicked off YouTube or age restricted on YouTube for feet videos and stuff. And TikTok is kicking us off. And so, see what all the controversy is about.
1: Yep. Yeah. uh, yeah, I'm Toolman Tim. Check me out at the workshop. The YouTube channel is probably the quickest way to find me. Tool review videos, generator shit there. Uh, podcast every Thursday, Saturday, Sunday night, 7 p.m. Mountain time. Uh, and the TikTok, I don't know, what do we call it? A TikTok account, TikTok channel? I don't know, I know. Anyway, it's a place to find different views or, you know, different versions of what I do and some uh, exclusive content over there. It's become kind of a big thing. So, anyway, yeah, that's where you can find me.
2: Yep. I'm Nate from Two Chicks Homestead. My wife and I do a weekly podcast. You guys can find us at twochickshomestead.com. We got all of our links and stuff on there. So, Yep, that's about it. And I see you guys all giggling over there. Two chicks. Chicken Out Me and my wife.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Two chicks you gotta, home you, you gotta change that. You gotta say me and my wife and my two
0: daughters. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah.
2: Yep. You just assume <laughs> I, my gender.
0: <laughs> it's my spotlight time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Chicken you can home. find us in the links below for all the places. Chicken out farm sound. I just started my tickety talk thing because these guys had such a cool chat the other day about it and uh I threw it out there. So I, it's kind of fun because uh it's a new platform so I can do whatever the hell I want on it. You know. I like that. I do. You get faster at
1: making them stupid little videos too.
0: Oh yeah. I'll go make I'll be on the way out the door to work and I'll be like, Well shit, I need to put a tickety talk up today. Let me make one real quick here. <laughs> oh look, that's something cool I did. And I'll go over there and I'll be like, Hey, look at this, check it out. What do you think? All right, cool, have a good one. You know, you and got- I and also yeah. I I talk so much. I just speed it up like three times, three X and fits it into the little, but that's it for, uh, that's it. Uh, I don't know what next week is. Crap. What's next week? Guns, 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 guns. guns, Oh, I was well, going to sit girls, 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 girls,
1: girls. Yep. hosted by a, a Canadian.
0: Yeah. Hosted by a Canadian. So we'll be talking about air rifles and things we can't get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Concealed carry on a butter knife.
0: Yep, yep. There we go. All right. Everybody have a great one. And we're out.